Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. If I'm going to do it, I want to be the best damn thing there's going to be. Today we have Levi Gebhardt on today's show. He is a professional hairstylist, full-time entrepreneur, and a world-renowned award-winning photographer. So uh, what did you think of that today? Man, that was quite the combo, you know, and uh, Levi did an amazing job. Uh, he dropped the mic several times throughout that uh, podcast. <laughs> I, really, I mean, literally, like, boom. Made a great point. A couple excellent points there. Yeah. Um, and kind of, he tied a lot of it back into real estate, too. Yeah, he had a nice transition into what he does and what we do. And then, yeah, full uh, circle. Yeah, you know, it's great having uh, excellent guests on like Levi who can really, uh, he's very educated, um, you could tell. Um, and he really just took the mic and ran with it and gave us lots of motivation and inspiration and that's what this show is all about especially when it comes to we could tell i kind of you know he's, he's into these different things right kind of like me kind of like all of us yep. but i kind of sat back and i wanted to see which direction did levi want to take this podcast mm -hmm. and he kept going towards photography right that was definitely his passion um, so I just rolled with that, and um, he went on to elaborate on how he became an award-winning photographer and is up for uh, – some of his work may end up in the Smithsonian. So that is like the top award for a photographer, so that is pretty cool. And to listen to him and pick his brain about how he got to that um, level – and um, I think he's gonna. His story is gonna inspire you folks out there. What do you think, Mark? No, I thought he was really good. He's very well rounded and knows what he's talking about. He um, he makes some really good points throughout the whole podcast. Yeah, like, and that's what's great about the podcast. And to our listeners out there, again, we don't always talk real estate. We're bringing on folks, you know, the huge dreamers out here. You know, he he picked up a camera at one point and said, "I mean, we've all had a camera in our hand, but what point do you say?" I'm going to use this camera and I'm going to be the best damn photographer that ever lived. Right? And that's right. what he said. And yeah. he said, I'm going to submit and do all these contests. And, and that's what I love about Levi is his drive and his uh, discipline um, in whatever he does. So I think you all will enjoy. We're just going to ask you all to subscribe, like, share. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Audible. There's a podcast on there. So do all that good stuff for us and uh, keep on listening. Without further ado, let's get into it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, hosted by Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. Folks, we don't always talk real estate. We love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, and influencers in our community. Hopefully, these interviews and stories will help to motivate and inspire you to dream huge. Today, we welcome our special guest, Levi Gebhardt. How you doing, Levi? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Hey, thanks for cutting time out of your uh, busy <laughs> schedule. Cut, no pun intended, <laughs> right? <laughs> cutting time out of your busy schedule um, to make time for us today. Appreciate that. Levi is a hairstylist here in town at Roots Salon. 
He is also an entrepreneur um, with his home cleaning business, correct? Yes. And and also, last but not least, world-renowned, award-winning photographer. <laughs> so I thought we could get some interesting perspectives from Mr. Levi right here today. So thank you for joining us, Levi. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, elaborate on all of those things for me, if you would, a little bit. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. All of the above, yes. yes. Uh, Levi, uh, and it's at Levi Gebhardt Hair on um, Instagram. Um, but I have been a hairstylist for about five years um, and have owned a cleaning business on top of many other things, um, <laughs> probably for um, about 10 years. Um, and then within the last three years, really have kind of like gone more into a competitive photography um, which is national as well as international, um, a lot out of like England um, and Australia. But it's a little different than like the contemporary photography, things that like sell. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's who I am. <laughs> well, true artists aren't appreciated until they die. You know that, right? I mean, that, I mean that's, that's what, what I'm heard. waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's when you're when everybody really appreciates your work, right. you know, <laughs> of and no matter how good. It is. But um, not really, though, when you mm -hmm. look at the number of awards that you you had mentioned that you've actually yes. received. Recently, so yeah. Within the last probably about year and a half, um, I have gotten about 60, about 65 um, international and national awards um, and am currently um, under review for the Smithsonian, which is out of Washington, D.C. Um, it's a magazine um, that... Uh, a whole company, the Smithsonian. Um, so, and if I do um, really well, they um, plan on printing and I guess hanging in the Smithsonian. So, we'll see about that. Well, <laughs> so you can go ahead and do a mic drop on that <laughs> one, right? <laughs> what's your I'm in the Smithsonian? Bam! Come on, what's Bam. up now? <laughs> Trying to beat that. So yeah, no, that's what's what was super impressive to me. Thank um, you. When when you mentioned that earlier, um, but. Yeah, so best of luck to you in that one. Yeah, thanks. Um, so let's talk specifically about the photography that you do. Yes, sir. Um, because, I, you know, in layman's terms here, uh, what what do you shoot? What do you like to shoot? What types of styles do you shoot? Um, just tell me a little bit about your style. Sure. So I specialize um, and I love shooting um, dancers. That's my favorite. So like ballerinas, which is what is under review at the Smithsonian. Wow. Um, but I specialize in the LGBTQIA plus arena. Um, so I mean, I, it's my family. So I just feel like I need to like support that. And then whole like mindset is taking something that's traditional, flipping it, adding a little queer twist to it, and putting it out there. That's kind of like what I do. Um, so it can be pretty much anything. Um, some things that sell right now, big, like, are, like, milk baths and... Um, and like maternity shots, things mm -hmm. like that. So then my idea, I would love to do so, like a maternity shot, but of like a transgender individual um, mm -hmm. who is pregnant or um, a milk bath, but like of a, of a male presenting with like a female face. Um, so something that's eye-catching, something that's not like quote unquote the traditional. Sure. Um, and then, Provoking. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, 
So, yeah, I think we're painting a pretty good picture here. And I, I thought we were going to struggle with that because this is an audio format, right? Right, yes. And, the, and these are, we're talking about visual photography. And it would be mm -hmm. nice if we could say, hey, here's some of my work right here. But yeah, sure. I, I think that is pretty cool. Sure. Tell me about some of your favorite pieces that you have already done. Sure. Um, so I had a um, professional ballerina um, out of the Cleveland area who had reached out to me, um, and she actually had um, a surgery for scoliosis through the Cleveland Clinic, um, which was um, aired on Good Morning America, kind of like her story. Um, and they essentially went in and... <laughs> The way it was explained to me, which sounds incredibly painful, um, but they put like this string on her back and it's kind of like braces over like a year, I think it was, they went through and they like tightened this like string. Mm. So essentially the scoliosis would be, would, would be eliminated. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in and this order, is a ballerina you're talking correct. about. Correct. Yeah. A professional ballerina. Yeah. Wow. Um, professional and she's, I mean, absolutely stunning. Um, and they needed to show kind of like the progression. Um, and so I was kind of like the end, uh, right. And, um, we went to, it was called Oberlin, um, Oberlin university. I don't know if you're familiar. Okay. So, um, and it was a very cold day in January. Uh, I think it was like 15 degrees. I don't know. She was out in a tutu. Um, and I was very unprepared. Oh, uh, you had that I, poor girl dance around outside <laughs> in the wintertime. I sure did. Uh, and I more or less was thinking that like cold atmosphere, making it a very sterile kind of like environment, very muted colors and tones. And she had pink tutus and we had like color bombs, which I right now have one um, that is the final stages of a competition um, with a color bomb. Um, but um, it's very it's very interesting to kind of like be able to craft something uh, and make it come to life. Um, and she was standing on point. Um, and literally in the middle of a, of a like a central park with all of these like uh, walk paths leading to her and she just struck a pose and I currently have 15 awards with that one. Wow. So, yeah. I, can, I can picture that. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have to definitely post that your, <laughs> your Instagram again is at Levi Gebhardt hair. Okay. And yes. we, we can find all the photos on there as well. Yeah. Okay. So yep. we're definitely going to post that. We're going to post that photo here mm -hmm. on the podcast. Um, yeah. so listeners can check that out. Sure. Um, Wow, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, I'm picturing, I can picture that myself, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with Oberlin. I've been there a couple of times. Sure. So I think I know where you shot that shot. Sure. But, you know, just the different messages you see, mm -hmm. you know, in one image. Yeah. I'm big with film. I took a film analysis class. Sure. So I, you know, kind of like dissect, you know, what is the meaning of this and that? And, mm -hmm. you know, marketing is a big play into the these psychological things, which is what art is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So the lines, you know, everything's mm -hmm. coming to her mm -hmm. with the great contrast. Yeah. So with the pink, I yeah. want to the which is colors. a which is a big thing as far as like in com uh, like competition, right? I mean, you have to use like these these certain. Um, rules or laws, right, that govern photography. Yeah. Um, a use of third, you know, focal points. Do you have, like, your depth perception, like, where you want it to be? Mm -hmm. What are you going for? And I think that's kind of, like, the aspect of creativeness that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's a very technical creativity, which I feel like 
every day <laughs> I see a random soccer mom picking up a DSLR and they're like, oh, I'm a photographer. And it's like, meh, no. are you really? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's like saying, Guilty. That's like saying, I'm a real city. Here's mom. my license. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> right. no. Right. So, I mean, like for me, which, I mean, and I don't want it to come off like egotistical, but yeah. If I'm going to do it, I want to be the best damn thing there's going to be. Right. Bam. Right. And I mean, that's kind of like how it's going to be. Yes. (laughs) That's how it's going to be. And I mean, I know that I have awards to support what I do. Um, And regardless of whether people like it or don't like it, I mean, I don't really care if you like it or don't like it. I more or less want you to talk about it, which I think is quite quite a big thing. Um, and to be quite honest, um, realistically in the LGBTQIA plus arena, um, I feel like that's kind of like what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Especially in such a small area that we live in. So many people are like afraid or confused or don't know what's going on or like they don't know how to relate. And it's like, okay, here's your door open it, right? Just talk about it. If it's something that you don't know, that's cool, right? I mean, like, that's fine. Like, let's have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, just be adults about it. And I feel like that's kind of, like, where I am. Something that's really, like, in your face, but also, like, not necessarily grotesque. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think uh, the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. That's what you're really doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're, um, putting a thousand words forth Mm-hmm. in a uh, photograph um, by the way you've uh, told that story mm-hmm. right there. So, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. In an undergrad, that was actually one of my... <laughs> I had a final piece in a photography class, and that was kind of like what I was given. Um, the saying, uh, right, that a picture is worth a thousand words. So, like, what are you saying with it? And we had to come up with... There were a lot of different words we had to come up with <laughs> yeah. in order to try and explain it. So, yes. Very deep, deep meanings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that plays into, you know, we talk about business, mm-hmm. you know, branding and Absolutely. You know, who, who are you, you know. Absolutely. It's always usually done in a visual format. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when I'm doing my branding, what, does it resonate with who I am? Mm-hmm. Is it, what do I want this picture to say? Yeah, mm-hmm. is the message clear? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what am I trying to say to people when they see this billboard? Mm-hmm. Do they perceive it right? Does mm-hmm. it, is it in line with my values? Yes. So, you know, that's the beauty of art because mm-hmm. marketing, business, it's all done some sort of messaging way. Mm-hmm. But with art, it's usually visual. Yeah, absolutely. So do you catch feedback from friends, family members, from your husband? Do you before or during, like, say, <laughs> hey, what what does this say to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I mean... No. Um, <laughs> I, funny enough, had sent uh, a picture to my mother, um, I, this one in particular, right, that's actually that's uh, up for the Smithsonian. Um, and she's on point. It's a blue background, beautiful, just strong, bold, starking image, right? Um, I didn't want anything in the background that was too distracting because, I mean, she is the distraction, right? Um, beautiful face, long, curly hair, um, again, freezing outside. Um, so... <laughs> Have you ever taken thought about going to the beach, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have taken a couple at the beach that are, are award winners. But okay. um, it it was, I mean, it was gorgeous. It was the same, the same uh, ballerina. And I sent it to my mom, and she was like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, <laughs> this currently has five international awards right. and is up for national recognition yeah. and it, you know, the only thing is oh that's pretty I'm like okay that's cool but i'm sure you get a different appreciation from 
photography students. Yeah, absolutely. Other, other students of the industry. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah. because, you know, us laymans, we may not appreciate mm-hmm. it as much as someone who knows what all has gone into that. Yeah, the and effort. the kind of masters of the trade, right? Yes. Um, I had gotten a... Um, a uh, it was a creative award from the uh, world director of photography for Vogue magazine out of Washington State for one of the images that I uh, had produced. Wow. Um, and it was actually just at Gorman, who's Gorman Nature Center. Really? Um, she's walking just very, it was a lot of very high weeds that we were walking through. <laughs> And she's like, you want me to walk through this? And I said, I absolutely do. And I said, look at me the whole time. She's like, okay. (laughs) Wow. Yes. She didn't get no ticks, did she? No, she did not. No. We almost left her hat, but that was beyond the point. There goes Levi putting his subjects through torture again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You want this award? You're going to have to risk Lyme disease. (laughs) In the cold, freezing cold. (laughs) No pain, no game, right? Right, that's exactly (laughs) right. But I will say, even talking about real estate, um, I think it's very interesting. I mean, because I mean, I always have my eye open, right? You just never know what's going to come up on the market. Um, and it is very interesting to see photos within a building and how much it can say about a place or how little it can say about a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always know the people that it's like, they just really don't care. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and there's a there's a house uh, that uh, it's a client of mine that they're redoing um, that I'm hoping uh, once they get it done um, to be able to go through and it's a it's a house from like the late 1800s um, and as soon as I have it I'll be like this is what you need to do. <laughs> Yes. But I mean, unfortunately, you can definitely tell that there are some real estate agents that really just don't care, um, which is unfortunate because I'm like, I really think that there are just some different angles, different lighting that you could really work and like be able to optimize that. Right. Yeah. And I know, you know, Levi, and we've talked about this, Levi doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily really do real estate photography per se yeah. but something's telling me if we could like somehow persuade him to do one it would be like the most amazing listing ever yeah we could have a class we'd have a photography we, class we would have, be we need to. it would yeah. just be like popping off it would be selling for way over list price yeah. Man, look at these pictures this art right, right. Well, it's like the drone It'd be just captivating right. it's like the drone stuff you know i did one right. for a client uh about two years ago now mm. and you know he had no clue Mm-hmm. And then the neighbor's like, "What's that flying over my house?" Mm-hmm. So then they figured out. He went over there and talked about it's a drone. Mm-hmm. And then when I showed them all the footage, they're like, "Whoa, yeah, I yeah. want that done to my house." Yeah, it's, and it's just like again the art something of they don't know, Sometimes right? Your mm-hmm. your house or yeah. whatever you really appreciate it, and then mm-hmm. you see it in a different angle, different light. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes on a new appreciation, and then you want that footage mm-hmm. you want that because that's your place right i mean and that's, a, that's what i was gonna say i mean it's a very sentimental right i mean like you put literally everything into your house yeah obviously you don't want it to look like trash <laughs> when you're selling it or whatever you're doing with it mm-hmm. right i mean you really want it to have like some sort of like personal attachment you want to be able to see what you're like what you've produced um and i think that's kind of interesting to see kind of like we all have this like emotional attachment to a house Yes. So, like, why wouldn't you want it presented in the best absolute way, like, possible? Yeah, I mean, that's right. our box. of That's where our lives are. Right. Mm-hmm. The box of memories. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, 
you know, pictures say a thousand words. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a picture of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I can tell you all the thousand things that happened in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, the good memories and all mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I know I had a guy do pictures for one of my listings and, you know, it's just a simple house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, these pictures turn out so good. Yeah. Just the quality of the lighting and yeah, the angles and the, and the depth. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want this done to my house because mm-hmm. my house is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want him to show <laughs> my house. Like, mm-hmm. I can see in my own eyes, like, yeah, it's a nice house. Yeah. But then when you get a picture, kind of adds an artsy flair to it. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think that that's kind of a big thing, right? Having that, um, that visual to be able to say... Um, and I mean, I, I realize as a real estate agent, right, you have to like put people into that kind of like realm or perspective, right? Um, with like baking cookies before you go in, right? To sell to their senses or um, or talking about like, this could be what you, like this is the life you could have, right? Yeah, you're Here. telling a story. Yeah, absolutely. So like being able to have that visual representation and thankfully with technology, right? And having the the devices right there and being like this is a possibility this is what you could do because this is what i've done at my house and this is very realistic right yeah the other day uh i was talking to somebody and they were saying how at disneyland Mm -hmm. they will pump in smells Mm -hmm. do you know what smell that is actually i I don't know i've never been there it's orange well they say they pump in a smell and it gets people to triggers their hunger Mm -hmm. so they'll buy food you buy to the cell to the senses yeah and specifically orange because scientifically proven orange is about 90 i think it's like 90 percent um higher that somebody will buy something so if it smells like an orange yeah it just gets your brain going and you are more into the buying mode this is good because i was sitting there thinking you like orange juice orange zest we could wear that orange meringue i don't care what it is my idea (laughs) was if that's the smell of disney yes or whatever yes what if i can create a smell for myself Mm -hmm. so my own scent Mm -hmm. you know like a cologne oh yeah so create my own, you know, the Bigelow yeah. scent and yeah. then pump it into every house. Ooh, I love Everyone that. Everyone will already know whose listing this is. Oh, uh-huh. this is Bigelow's house. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a room, a room. Hey, I, the owner of my salon, that's what she does. And I tell you what, people know when they walk in exactly what that smell is going to be like. There you go. That's all. I heard that. I'm like, how can I make that work for me? Mm-hmm. Right? I thought it was the smell of donuts or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-mm, you drive no. down and you Orange. smell you know, the roadhouse mm-hmm. and you smell the meat. <laughs> yeah. You know, that type of thing. Get sure. your senses going. Right, yeah. Like you said baking cookies. Mm-hmm. I think you should just yeah. spray the orange scent on yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, that way, it, whenever somebody's it, around you, they just want to buy stuff. Yeah, what is, you know, how so do I build they want that? to buy that house you're showing them. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I would start, yeah. there are a lot of places around here that do like, that, but I would start, smell. yeah, I would start with an essential oil. That way well, it plays of off of, right. That way it plays off of your body and your chemistry, doing something like woodsy, but then also orange. Yeah, like I'm so that when tr- people like see you, they're like, yeah, I just want to buy whatever he's selling. Yeah, we'll call it orange the- in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, can, I can picture the commercial, right? Like you just like have your shirt off and you're just like walking through the forest. Right. Of oranges. You you know, oranges are just everywhere. blasting you. Right. <laughs> and then there's the house. Right. <laughs> You walk Sold. up to the house, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, y'all can steal this idea, orange but game on. <laughs> orange juice just dripping. Somebody that is crushing the oranges is making juice. Yeah, yeah screw cookies. It's yeah. all about oranges. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's my. funny. All right. Well, let's awesome. get back. Let's reel it in yes, here. That was absolutely. it. I love that. That's why we right. do the podcast. You never know where it's going to go. <laughs> All right. But you mentioned being the best at, at whatever you do. You might as well do it your best. Yes, sir. Um, so you can apply that to your uh, career as a hairstylist as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty much every arena. Um, I <laughs> I get a little, um, a little, I guess, o- OCD. I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't say OCD, but... Um, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very interesting. I feel like the only competition we have is ourselves, right? I say that all exactly. the time. So, like for me, even I mean, I went to Madison, Madison Adult, for um, my um, f- um, the start of my career, right? My hair, my hair career, and I had walked in, and the woman in charge, her name is Melinda, and it was like probably I don't know three three months maybe in. And I had had a very heart to heart. And I do not, I am not an emotional person. I usually don't cry at all. But I had looked at her and I said at the end of the class, and I was like, I just want you to know that I'm here. I'm here to do it. And I will do it within like 18 months. And I'm not joking. And I just like started to profusely, (laughs) like bawling, right? And I'm like, oh gosh, she probably thinks I'm a mess. But she was like, okay, first off, you've been here for like two minutes. Calm down. (laughs) and she was like it's a 22 month course you know walked you through kind of like the whole thing and um she was like just you know it will be fine and in the back of my mind i'm like i have already gone through at that point i had gone through nine years nine years of schooling and I just wanted to be done with schooling. I didn't yeah. want to have to worry about it because I also <laughs> I also have my master's in creative nonfiction. Um, but I had I, I was so done with school at that point. It was a 20, 22 month program. I got it done in eighteen months yeah. and ended up with over a four point Enough spending money. I want to start Absolutely. making some money. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to hustle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, awesome job there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So. Um. What. How, how do you hope that your story mm-hmm. will inspire others? Well, I think realistically, I think that people are so afraid to get in touch with whatever they're doing and make it creative because they think they have to be a creative person. Mm, not necessarily, right? I mean, yes, there are just some very just creative people, right? I mean, it is what it is. Um, I I do have a very, I keep touching the same, sorry. Um, I have a very creative personality, right? Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, anybody can be creative, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like it, you specifically, Justin, um, I'm very well aware of you um, and seeing your name everywhere, right? <laughs> but Thank you. that's good. And you're taking on a very creative outlet or look to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's the weather station or um, looking on a shopping cart, right? I mean, like things that like people probably would. Right? <laughs> It's a good thing, though. I yeah, mean, that's the goal. Is yeah, that is the goal. It's to be ubiquitous. Great ubiquitous. job, Biggie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you want to be, think as creative as possible. And I feel like that's kind of like, a, that is something that can be done no matter who you are or what you're doing. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, you try to be a creative person by, mm-hmm. what, I forget exactly what you said, but 
the fact that you, what you do makes mm-hmm. you creative. Correct. Yeah. So it's not like I like like for me, I'm not an artist. Mm-hmm. Like I can't draw, you know. But mm-hmm. I can I see things visually. Mm-hmm. So like. I'm, that's why I like film and photography because mm-hmm. it's something that somebody else put together. Mm-hmm. But I can kind of frame that in myself too. Mm-hmm. So that's why like I take a lot of my own photos mm-hmm. because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know I might be using my fancy iPhone, mm-hmm. but I know how to frame it. I know what to, how to look for it and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the other marketing aspect of it. Does it is it aligned with my personality? Right. You know, with doing the different avenues. Right. That itself is being creative. Mm-hmm. But I'm I can't draw. Right. I can't draw anything. Right. But I have a vision. But you, I mean, I also think that it's very important. So in photography, it's very interesting um, that I, with the, uh, the um, ballerina that I had out of Cleveland in Oberlin, we were, we had gone to this one um, building, right? And there was like, uh, like window um, pieces. I'm, I'm not even sure what they are. Um, but they were like made of, cement and they like sat in front of the window but they were a good probably two feet out from the window like in the wall right and um they were like uh lines right i I mean i'm not sure even what they were um to be quite honest but there was a ledge outside of the window and then these were on the outside of that ledge and i had told the ballerina i said what i want you to do as I said, I want you to jump up on that ledge. Mind you, I mean, the ground floor was probably, I don't know, two feet off of the ground. I mean, it wasn't very, very tall at all. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, what I want you to do is get on that ledge. I'm going to be on the other side. And I want you to walk toward me on point. And she was like, okay, that's going to take me quite a long. I mean, because it was, I mean, the whole length of the building, right? I mean, it was pretty long. And she's like, that's going to take me forever. And I'm like, that's okay. You take your time, do whatever you need. And I'm going to work in your environment, right? And I said, I want you to be very sassy and just go big or go home. And she was like, okay. And I tell you why, literally those images, mind you, I had never been to Oberlin at all, right? I've never been there beyond that. But I will tell you, those images were absolutely stunning because of the line work, because of doing something in a creative form that wasn't expected, um, which I think is kind of like a big thing, right? I mean, who would think standing on the side of a building, right? Um, but being able to create kind of like that juxtaposition between man-made and a human, but the true art form of a human and something that's man-made. I mean, because obviously the person who built the building was very proud of it, right? So having that kind of like that juxtaposition between the two of them, I think was kind of interesting. Yeah. I get it. Tying it right back to that human element. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's very cold, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's also very alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. I can't wait to see these photos. I yeah. should. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I mean, that's what I love about photography. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. know, just the visual art marketing form. Sure. You know, the film thing. It just opened my eyes when mm-hmm. I was studying the different shots. You mm-hmm. know, the, like you said, line yeah. work, the role of thirds. Yeah. But then, like you know, I see commercials now. Mm-hmm. You don't look. The, I don't look at the commercials. Right. The same. The same, yeah, absolutely. So you see, you know, people are just like, oh, that's like, like there's a chair commercial, mm-hmm. ch- selling chairs. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the, it's not about the stupid chair. Right, yeah. It's about the customer who mm-hmm. they're targeting. That dude right. was in a fancy suit. Right. You know, a nice desk, looks so clean. Right. That's, that person is the target market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, I don't think a lot of people like see it like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just commercial for chairs. Mm-hmm. No, this is a commercial for you mm-hmm. if you resonate with the person in the image. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why people get paid a lot of money to be a design, right? A design element. Um, it just so happens that I get to design whatever I want. <laughs> got to tell that story. So I think, so the answer to that was, what advice would you give to someone that would like to follow in your footsteps? Very much so was, we're all creative. Absolutely. Find your follow creativity. Your follow yeah. your passion. And, yeah. and, and be creative and sure. um, just feed that passion. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to do that. So that is a great answer. And um, I think that can motivate and inspire all of our listeners out there. We're all creative and passionate about something. Um, you just got to follow that and attack it and be the best damn at it. That's that you right. Ever Absolutely. Be. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what, how about an interesting fact um, or story that most folks may not know about you, Levi? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty out there. So I don't know. I feel like, um, hmm. He's digging deep. He's got I know. One. He, I'm like, he's I don't got know. what he's thinking about telling us, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> all in all, I mean, I, I, it's not really a hidden fact, though, but I mean, I probably. Well, I had a client in the other day that was, um, I don't know, he was talking about something. He was like 15. And I'm like, I have literally been in school longer than you've been alive. (laughs) (laughs) Of all of the education I have, I I have, I think I have probably like 15, about 15 years of education. Van Wilder. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, it makes me feel old. supposed to be at the college that whole time just partying. (laughs) Professional partier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, I I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I have, I mean, come from a very educated background, um, which I think people are always surprised with because when they see a hairdresser, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just throw off. Yeah, it's like mm, no. I'm a lot more than that. I can tell you that. Well, that I, I found <laughs> that out very quickly. You know, <laughs> Levi cuts my wife's hair and my two boys, yeah. and mine on occasion. Yeah, and absolutely. it does an amazing job. But Thank I you. found out very quickly um, through short conversation. Like, man, this this dude's got some good stuff here. So we need to have him on the podcast. <laughs> so thank, all day thank, long, every day. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else you'd like to touch on or discuss? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. No, I mean, I don't, I don't have any particular. That we haven't talked comments. about already. No. Okay. So we're going to go into the huge four. Sure. We got the rapid fire round and we'll okay. let you get going. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's 201. Are you okay. good? I'm good. Let's okay. go. Rapid the huge fire. four. What's the one thing you wish you would have known when you began your career? Um. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> which career? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm like, uh, it may apply uh, to any of your careers. Right. <laughs> um. You know, I wish that I feel like I know myself more now and maybe that's just how it is as you mature right um and i feel like it is a blessing that i actually do know who i am and what i do and what i like to do um had i known that when i was 18 starting at osu i feel like it would have been a very different a very different person um which is kind of amazing um but um, it, I did a very interesting six years at OSU, so I feel like it would have been a totally different human then. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, 18, we, we, we've run across this one before, haven't we, guys? We're, we're, we're told to make these decisions at 18 years oh, old, gosh. and our brain's not even fully formed oh, yet. Oh, yeah, I hate that. When people are like, well, it's, I'll ask 18-year-olds who, like, they're just graduating high school, and they're like, well, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, hmm. Like you're going to be alive for probably a hundred more years now. So. <laughs> your brain's not fully formed until you're 26. Right, 20 yeah. percent yeah. Right. <laughs> it's interesting though. They did some scientific um, kind of like backing um, 
30 years ago, people were working for 40 plus years. And most recently I, that I know of was in two, uh, 2020. Um, people stayed at a job anywhere between 10 and 11 years. Mm. And so when I have clients come in who are kind of like stressed about finishing their high school, I'm like, chill. What do you want to do yeah. this chapter? Yeah. Right? Don't think about forever. Think about right now. Where mm -hmm. are you going right now? And if that means you need to work right now, then that's fine. Yeah, do it's, that. It's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. You don't need to go to college. I Trust me, it's expensive. It's just, you know, it could be societal pressure, but mm. it's a lot of it's internal pressure on themselves. You know, they want to yeah. be good. You know, like yeah. like how you want to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the self-perfectionist in you. Mm -hmm. Just trying to make sure. But you're so young, you don't you don't have the wisdom and the clarity and the long sea yeah, of absolutely. life yeah. that, like, if you're not 25, like, party experiment mm -hmm. do things make mistakes while you're young mm -hmm. because you're going to get old and those mistakes you can't don't want to do those when you're older yeah absolutely. and you'll learn from your mistakes yeah. so it's okay to you know mess up yeah absolutely it's the only way you get better mm -hmm. so yeah. don't just take the pressure off but don't be you know don't get complacent mm -hmm. that's the thing it's not yeah. this isn't a you know way out of just messing up your whole life mm -hmm. you don't want to do that yeah because what you do today impacts what you do tomorrow, 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20 years later. Yeah, I feel like as long as you're in a forward progression, Yes. right? No matter what it is, as long as you're in like a forward progression, it's fine. It fall forward. Right. I mean, the owner of Sam's Club, right, started somewhere. So like, let's just start here and yep. like move forward slowly. Do. Yeah, absolutely. I forget who said it, but they're talking about how every 10 years it kind of resets. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you were saying, but he's like, he was saying... Every 10 years, pick something that you want to do and do it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Like, come financially free within your 20s, then your 30s, pick something else mm -hmm. that you want to do. Yeah. And it's like a whole new chapter. Figure well, it can out. be a, a whole new life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's a book called Mastery by Robert Greene, and it says, you know, a, um apprenticeship would, takes 10 years because that was like the old thing way back in the day of the Knights of Medieval you weren't like a master mm -hmm. or out of the apprenticeship unless you've done it for 10 years straight. Mm -hmm. So you can't claim mastership unless you've done it for 10 years. Yeah. So I think that plays into what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 10 That's years nice. is the trick. You know, I've been doing this for six years. I'm pretty good, but I'm not anywhere as good as I'll be in the next four years. Mm. I'm only halfway there. Yeah. Keep on looking. Keep on looking for new things, new challenges. What's number two? Um, what it, what was your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? You know, I, it's interesting that term comes up. Um, I'm not super huge, uh, <laughs> huge, right? Uh, I'm not super huge on the idea of failure. Um, the second part of that question, what did you learn from it? I feel like, and like we've already talked about, everything is kind of like a learning curve things haven't always turned out the way that I wanted to No, but knowing that I think I, I, I have gained an appreciation to just like, let it be and learn from whatever it is that's presenting itself. Um, I wouldn't say it's a failure, but like for me, the biggest thing I think that it was very costly, um, was going to, was going to school, right. Um, going to starting out at OSU, um, and doing six years there and then going on for my master's, which is another two and a half years to do it over mm, probably wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive, but 
knowing that I wouldn't change it for anything. Sure. Was it a failure or just a learning experience to help you pivot into something else? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a big, it was a big learning kind of like, I mean, obviously learning school, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily just like education learning. It's also like where I am now, it has benefited me so much. I've been able to like actually connect and talk to people, which I feel like, I mean, being in customer service pretty much my whole life has been a good thing. But I mean, you really learn how to like make those connections. Um, And to be quite honest, there are 7,000, you know, hairdressers in Mansfield, it seems like. So, um, but having that personal like touch and connection with people and being able to truly talk to people and understand what's going on is probably where, what I've learned as far as like education. Very good. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Role models. I mean, we can all learn, we can all like pick up a book, we can all do what we can, right? But I feel like learning from a role model, somebody that you truly admire. Do you want to shout out a couple of them? Uh, <laughs> well, I would say probably Melinda. Um, she is, which is the the coordinator as far as like uh, at Madison Adult. Um, and then I have a good friend, his name's Daniel, Daniel Mason Jones out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I tell you what, he runs a multi-million dollar um, hair salon, 60 plus hairdressers, travels across the the world. Um, and I talk to him on a daily, almost a daily basis. And he is probably one of the biggest um, supporters that I think I've ever met. He's, he's a true rock star. Amazing. You can't beat those good friends and or great role models. Right yeah, absolutely. There, yeah. Um, what are two books that have inspired your success? Oh, <laughs> um, I remember, I went to school for English, so I have read hundreds of pieces. Um, but um, I would say Judith Kitchen, uh, it's called um, Circus Train. Um, and then... What uh, is Circus Train? Um, it's a very convoluted um, <laughs> um, mix of poetry and nonfiction talking about life and her battle with cancer, um, which is a very interesting, interesting read. And unfortunately, she did lose her battle probably about five years ago. Mm. Um, but I did meet her. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful human. Well, was wonderful human. Um, and then... Um, I would say Fairyland, a memoir of my father um, by Alyssa Abbott is probably my other. Okay. Yeah. And what is Fairyland? Um, Kind of like a self-identity through her understanding of her father's writings. He was a writer um, for a newspaper in, I think it's San Francisco. Um, and she didn't truly understand him and didn't understand herself and her upbringing until she went through them after he died. Excellent. Those are two books that have inspired your success. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. (laughs) Um, all right, let's hit the rapid fire round. Are you ready? (laughs) 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 All right. So with the rapid fire round rules, you got to come straight off the top. You can't think about it. First thing that comes to your mind. All right. Oh, no. I'll start, and then we'll go to Biggie, and we'll go around. Okay. What is your spirit animal? Lion. What is your guilty pleasure? Uh, coffee. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Oh, oh boy. Um, I don't watch movies, so I don't really know. Oh, Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what is your dream vacation destination? Um, China. 
What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, I don't sing. I make kids scream, so it's not good. <laughs> no matter how much alcohol, trust me. I always me. knew you were a rapper. <laughs> Anything Cardi B or Iggy Azalea is There probably. you go. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a- what is something you fear? Um, ooh, um, snakes. What is your greatest accomplishment? Um, realizing who I am. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have a pair of shoes with Superman on them, so I there guess. We go. Yeah. Superman guy. What is your favorite sports team? <laughs> I don't watch sports. No, I don't know. No <laughs> Cheerleaders? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch sports, so I have no idea. Cheerleaders of which team? See, we're getting close here. Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean. OSU? Sure. Okay, go with the local. I should probably say OSU because I'm an alum. So, yeah, OSU. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the help. <laughs> Takes a minute to get there. <laughs> um, and uh, last, what is your favorite food? Um, Mexican, for sure. Authentic Mexican, though. Nice. I mean, we can't... Uh, Got all unfor- the grease in there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, some taquitos. Oh, yeah. sounds good. Ooh. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, Levi Gebhardt. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Hairstylist, entrepreneur, world-renowned, award-winning photographer. You can find him on Instagram at... At Levi Gebhardt Hair. At Levi Levi Gebhardt Hair. Um, And uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast with Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. And as always, remember the rules. Work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.